This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, our special guest today, they put the capital E in entrepreneurial success. Wow, that's a lot to say. Entrepreneurial success. This creative couple created, are you guys ready for this? The number one selling dog treat in the United States in 2005. Yep, we're talking about greenies. Now, 16 years later, they're at it again with the dental treat for dogs that even has yummy in its name. It's called Yummy Combs. So please give pause and applause to the always inventing team of Dr. Joe and Judy Ratley. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. All right. These geniuses are here to talk not only about a new dental treat, but they're going to give you some tips on how to take that dream project you have and turn it into a profitable reality. Oh, yeah. They're not done there. They're also going to talk about their favorite charity that's helping people all over the planet. It's called the Rately Little Red Foundation. But we got to take a commercial break first before we dive in. And you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals. Arden Moore here. Got dog? Of course you do. Our friends at Carlson Pet Products have some great products to keep your dog happy and safe. They have a lineup of decorative and durable doorway gates. Hey, I got two, and I love them. They keep my dogs, Kona and Emma, out of the two rooms where my cat's litter boxes are. My cats are able to slip in and out of the small opening of the gate when needed. I installed these gates in minutes. The gates are easy to use and match my decor. Learn more by dashing over to carlsonpetproducts.com today. You'll be glad you did. Get 25% off your order plus free shipping using the promo code PETLIFE at carlsonpetproducts.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Doggy breath. Yuck. But it doesn't have to be that pungent, ooh, cause you to backpedal breath 
when your canine pal wants to kiss you. Our special guests today know a thing or two about battling that dreaded doggy breath and so much more. They've won oodles of business awards. Heck, they've even landed in the Ernst & Young Hall of Fame. Please welcome to our show a really cool couple, Dr. Joe and Judy Ratley. You guys, you ready for this? <laughs> Arden, we go. Arden, we are so appreciative you're taking time uh, to talk <clears throat> with you, with us. Brother. I'm sorry. And uh, we definitely are not geniuses, but we had a problem and we learned to solve it. And that's what you start as an entrepreneur. You try to solve a problem, maybe for yourself or your friends. And then you realize, oh, I bet a lot of people need to have this problem solved. All right, everybody taking notes. She just gave you tip number one as an entrepreneur. Let's kind of go on a time machine. Okay, guys, let's go back to 1996. You guys had a pair of Samoyeds named Ivan and Kate, and I know you love them, but you didn't love their breath. So who wants to pick up this story? We're out of the time machine now. It's 1996. Don't ask me what my hair looks like. It's awful. But tell us, guys, how did your dog's doggy breath get you going on a product? Well, we had those wonderful dogs, but they were really, really smelly. They were outdoor dogs, and they loved to be close to us, and we loved to have them around us. But um, Joe had been working for the U.S. Department of Agriculture on a number of projects, and I so we need to find something to get rid of this dog breath. So I went to every place I knew that would have dog treats and I read the ingredients and it sounded like it was going to be wonderful. And then the dog wouldn't eat it. So we all know uh, if they won't eat it, it will not work. And so I said, Joe, you've got to come up with something. Surely with all these projects you did with USDA, you can come up with something that will be beneficial. Yeah. And let's do a little shout out. He has a PhD after his name. I know that's a doctorate degree, but it could be pretty happy dog too. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you're Dr. Joe and you're working for the ag department. You, you actually got your doctorate in agricultural business or economics, which hurts my head just saying that. So this is a problem, doggy breath. So take it from there. Well, so in my speak, after Judy chased me around the house with the rolling pin for a while, I decided maybe, you know, trying to do something with this doggy breath stuff, maybe that's worthwhile doing. So I took a little from my background, from my education. I grew up on a farm. We had livestock that I was caring for but before I was going to school. And so I was doing that. And one day I went to the dentist and we were at the time going to the University of Missouri Dental School faculty practice. And I was telling Dr. Wolsey about the dog's breath and Judy wanted me to do something. He said, well, maybe I can help you. And I said, well, how would that be? So, well, I have access to the uh, University of Missouri Dental School Library. I'll just go over there and ask the librarian to pull everything she can on products that are used for dogs on their way to humans. You know, it's kind of mice, dogs, humans is the normal protocol. And I said, okay, great. So a couple days later, he calls me and he has a stack of these peer-reviewed journal articles, probably about four inches thick. And they're oh two to three pages long. There was a whole bunch of them. So I went through with my marker and marked a few things that I liked. And I got through, I took a few of them, put them together. And my real goal was to get Judy off my back. <laughs> but the stated goal was to improve the dog's breath. So 
I took some ingredients, most of them were in our pantry, put them together, kind of like you were making a cake mix, you know, but you weren't putting any liquids in it. I just stirred them up, gave it to the, each of the dogs a couple times. They seemed to like it, so I kept doing it. And I don't know how long it was, 10 days, 14 days, something like that. Judy comes to me one day and she goes, do you notice how much better Ivan's breath is? And I go, well, not really. So I went over and uh, took a smell, you know, the sniff test. And by gosh, we had him about 75% improved. And so out of that, we then launched off and we had no business experience. Uh, as you alluded to, Arden, I was a bureaucrat at the time for the federal government. Judy was a teacher homemaker. We had no business experience. And so we went off and started trying to do some things. And I had met a board certified veterinary nutritionist uh, a few months before and I'd kept his business card, you know, I pulled it out and I called Dr. Long Lewis and I said, hey, we've got this treat and it's really cleaned up our dog's breath. We think we might be able to make this into a business. Could you kind of help us? Would you sign a, a non-disclosure agreement with us and then look at what we got and see what you think? Yeah, hey, I sure I'll do that. So we did that. Well, let me interject here. So here comes entrepreneur tip number two, go to good people and get an NDA. <laughs> Yeah, yes. especially Very. that. Yes. Uh, so, okay. so he looks at it for a while and he says, Joe, what did you come up with this? I've been working in pet treats for 25 or 30 years now. I've never seen anything like this. Well, the reason they've never seen anything like it because I was so far out of the, the normal rut of yeah. people that I came up with something basically new and different. And so that was the beginning of Greenies. And uh, we he then took us to someone he knew that had been the head marketing guy for a program that many of you have probably heard about called uh, Neutral of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. And so we went up to see Galen and we're sitting around and talking and trying to figure out where we were going. This product was green because Lon had added some chlorophyll to it to help. Well, it was not only green, but it had a very unique shape. You guys are into unique shapes. So well, I was a little further down the road. Oh, okay. At point, it didn't have that shape yet. And okay. so we're talking. And so all of a sudden, Galen goes off on this kind of question and answer period. He goes, well, who's, you know, who's going to be doing the shopping? I'm like, oh, well, probably the wife. He said, yeah, and who's going to be with it? The kids. And what are the kids going to say? They're going to say something like, do we need any of those green things for the dog? Yeah. And that's where Greenies was born. I like then, that. And it, it has, I mean, you guys know, show, Judy, tell what the Greenies shape looks like now. I know you sold the company and all that, but that's, it also was a unique shape. Well, we had thought we should just do like everybody else at first, double knuckle, so people would know. Right. And then, and then one marketing guy said, we need to think of something a little different than that. And we already had a dog on the packaging. And in that dog's mouth was on one end of that bone was the knuckle. The other end was the shape of a very simple toothbrush. I said, well, let's take that out of her mouth and make it our shape. It made ah. a, lot people, a lot of people angry, but when you saw it on the store, in the store, you knew it must be for dog's teeth. Yeah. I mean, I know. So sometimes a third lesson, help me out here. That's what we're doing here. Keep it simple and make sure they know quickly what this product is all about. Right? Right. That is right. So you guys get involved and it's like Cinderella. You found this glass slipper and then you handle the, the keys to the chariot. You sell it to Mars, right? Is that after you, you made your zillions, right? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, which is another lesson. It's not all about the dollar, is it? No, no. Th this is really to me personally about the dogs. Good. What can we do to help the dogs? You know, I had a, when I was four years old growing up on the farm, we had a farm dog named Pal, P A L. And he was my P A L. I like him. My parents could find me any time around the farmstead because all they had to do was call pal. He'd come running and they knew where I was. You're like busted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the dog died a tragic death when I was four years old. And uh, I mean, he and I were about as close as he could possibly get. And that really had an impact on me that still is driving me today. What can I do to help these dogs? How yeah. can I make their life better? And that is why we got into yummy cones. Okay. Well, let's do a little step back. Go ahead, Judy. Yeah. We had a, a non-compete for five years. So Joe and I didn't even think about dog treats. Well, look, there's another lesson. You got to read the legal beagle contract, right? And you got to play by the rules. Because we had people that knocked and said, let's do a treat. We said, we can't. We have a non-compete with Mars. Yeah, but that's okay. But it was only five years. It wasn't 50. Right. <laughs> so this is radio. So this is hilarious. Guys, yummy combs. It's not like a hairbrush. It's like a honeycomb kind of thing. It, right. It's very, it's hexagonal, like your stop sign. And it's got these little holes in it where they look like it would be a honeycomb. I'm holding one up now. This is radio. And I got to tell you, my dog Kona and my little itty bitty pocket pal, Emma Gemma, because little dogs get bad breath and teeth problems. They're digging it. They're eating it. And don't worry, I'm not getting paid by these guys. And I am a former newspaper reporter. If said, if your mother tells you she loves you, check it out. So my dogs checked it out. But the honeycomb design, I know you've got the greenies and you sold it to Mars, but why the honeycomb? Because we're talking about dog teeth and gums. Well, I, I think that I go back to looking at things and, you know, if you think about what's happening in the human food, superfoods kind of revolutionize consumer nutrition. Yummicombs yeah. are really a super treat and we're really reshaping how we think of oral care because okay. that honey, honeycomb look with those pockets, the teeth actually go, when the dog chews, the teeth actually go down in the pocket. The sides yeah. of those pockets scrub yeah, right. the sides of the teeth. And since it's a hexagon, the tooth can go all the way down and is totally surrounded, 360 degrees, by that pocket. And it just works and scrubs the teeth. And the little ridges that are on top of those pockets, yeah. they're the things that go down when they're first chewing, the dog is first chewing, all the way down to the gum line where gum disease starts. And flosses down there. This really is the revolutionary treat in terms of flossing because nothing else can go 365 degrees and floss that teeth down to the gum line. Well, I think it's kind of ironic that it looks like a stop sign, but it's go, go, go. <laughs> That's right. And not only is it really great for oral care nutrition, but safety was the big thing because most people don't realize that dogs often choke on anything. Well, do you know what my superpower is? What? I am a master instructor in pet first aid and CPR. And I, I use my, my dog and my cat go with me and we teach all levels. So safety, safety, safety. Safety is huge. 
So we had Dr. Bellows. Joe, explain what we had. Oh, Dr. Jan Bellows. Great guy. Yes. Yes. Dr. Jan Bellows. He is a board certified veterinary dentist. He's also the past president of the American Vet Medical Association's Dental College. And when we showed him this, he got so interested and excited about it. He said, I'll help you. I can help you improve this a little bit from what you have. And we had the basics. We just didn't have some of the quantification of it. So yeah. what he did first was he, when he had dogs under anesthesia for teeth cleaning, surgery, whatever, he would take our prototypes of the product and measure the throat of the dog. And <laughs> wow. so we have this data for five different weight classes of dogs. And we make the Yummy Combs product larger than that throat opening for the largest dog in that class. So the dog really can't gulp it down whole. Now, that doesn't mean that the dog can't chunk a piece off and possibly have a problem with it. But we, we thought about that, too. And we made the walls very thin so it could dissolve faster. And then we have our biochemist came up kind of uh, miraculously with an ingredient that when it gets it's in the product, and when the product gets wet, either water, saliva, or gastric juices, it starts to break down very, very quickly. So you don't have this long time for it like to basically that. dissolve and have that clump lump in the throat or the intestine. So safety, oral care, and nutrition are what really sets this apart. We think it's really pretty revolutionary, kind of a a new generation, new paradigm, whatever you want to call that. Well, your company has even got a cool positive known Pets Best Life. That's the company, right? That is the company name. It is also the company mission. Good, good. You know, I'm just, we're getting ready to do a commercial break, but I'm just sitting back thinking, I want to go when it's safe after this darn COVID and go to a party that Joe and Judy Ratley are hosting. Can you guys imagine the cast of characters? There's going to be some, you know, veterinary dentists. There's going to be <laughs> business people. There's going to be dog lovers. You probably have never held a boring party. I'm betting. Well, that might be true. Uh, <laughs> you probably are familiar with Gallup polls. Yes. There's also a Gallup business, which is a sister company. Okay. They test people for business skills, basically. And they have a system that picks out your five top skills when you do fill out their survey. When mine came back, the guy told me, you know, you're, you're a achiever, a futurist, a learner, idea person, you have strong beliefs. Uh, I said, yeah, 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 I know all about that. And he said, ah, but that isn't the, the interesting thing about yours. We also calculate what the probability is of having those five specific business skills, and you're a one in 33 million chance of occurrence. So, wow. I bet Judy's, this is your time, Judy, to, to say he's more than one in a million. He's one in 33. Million. But the funny thing is, I said, now I understand when I say, I don't understand you. It's true because we don't think alike whatsoever. <laughs> but it's good to have this dynamic duel on our show. We're speaking with uh, Dr. Joe and Judy Ratley. They have created another product. It's called Yummy Combs. But we're going to talk more about some of their roles as a philanthropist. Ooh, that's a big word. But we got to pay for the show. So everybody just sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. 
Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Is your dog or cat prone to ear infections? Does your pet resist having his ears cleaned when they're inflamed or irritated? Are you also concerned about the overuse of antibiotics? Help is here. Zymox ear care products offer soothing relief and <laughs> you'll love this part. They don't require the ear to be cleaned before you apply the drops. It's as easy as fill, rub, and done. That means less touching of those sensitive ears to help create a soothing, fear-free experience. And you only apply once a day. Here's another perk. Zymox gets its effectiveness from enzymes, not antibiotics. That means no side effects and no antibiotic resistance. You can find these veterinarian recommended products through your veterinarian, most pet specialty retailers, and online. And here's a real treat. Yeah, I did say the word treat. You can save 20% off any Zymox or Oratine product on Zymox.com. Just enter the code ARDEN20 at checkout. That's ARDEN20. To learn more, visit Zymox.com. That's Z ymox.com. Pause up. Arden Moore here, the host of the Obehave Show. Raise your paw if you love frozen desserts. I know I do. And so do my canine trio of Bujo, Kona, and Emma. They drool with delight when offered this sweet treat. And now all dogs will have plenty to yap about. That's because Ben and Jerry's has just unleashed not one, but two doggy desserts. Your dog can enjoy the Ponce Mix, made with peanut butter and pretzel swirls, or Rosie's Batch, made with pumpkin and mini cookies, or put a little of both in their bowl. Yum, yum for the tum-tum. Now, when you treat yourself to a bowl of your favorite Ben & Jerry's ice cream, mine is the classic Cherry Garcia, your dogs can enjoy the Ponce Mix or Rosie's Batch or a blend of both. Do you know what time it is? Why, it's Ben and Jerry's time. I see happy Bujo, Kona, and Emma heading my way. Check out the Ben and Jerry's doggy desserts at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Pause up. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is John O'Hurley reminding you you're listening to the Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're getting down to business with Dr. Joe and Judy Ratley. They created Greenie, sold it, started Yummy Combs. They also do a power tool line called Spider. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Go see it at Woes. All right, all right, but you could just sit back and say, ah, I've done all this. But you guys, I think a good mark of an entrepreneur is how do you give back? How do you inspire? So uh, let's talk about your, your uh, nonprofit, your foundation. Who wants to take the Our foundation first? is called Rately Little Red Foundation. And it's, uh, it's saying its name again because Rately means the little red one. But uh, most people don't know that because we don't, they don't know. Because you're German, you know. Okay. That's right. Well, we wanted to, um, to give back because we had, we had both grown up with parents who expected us to give back. Good. And uh, they did that as an example. Mine were just so good as being an example of giving back in so many ways. My dad would give you the shirt off his back if he felt like you needed it. Nice. Now this is growing up in Gainesville, right? And yes. other parts of uh, Florida. Yes. 
Okay. And uh, Newberry, uh, which is 17 miles from Gainesville. Yep. It's not that far anymore because the, the city limit signs kind of, yeah. I guess. All right. So you've got it in your gene pool to do and give back. But let's talk about some of the focuses that this Little Red Foundation does. And you guys are not just staying here in the United States, but let's talk about some of the international help. You've got this third world housing and education component. What's that all about? Well, it's, it's through Food for the Poor, which we found out through our church because they had traveling priests that came through and explained the great need in the world. And we thought, well, you know, I think we need to do something. I don't know. I don't know why, but we'll figure out something that we can do to help these people. Because if we could get people to be educated in their country, have a good place, have a safe place to live and a permanent address, then probably they can help their country become better. Because that's well, what and, yeah. And you you talk about uh, some things you've done with uh, clean drinking water, a very critical thing. Right. And uh, creating some wells in, uh, is it Malawi? Malawi, Malawi Africa, yes. yes. We have two projects there. The uh, first one that we helped uh, put in with uh, Engineers Without Borders is now serving 20 villages in Malawi, right. Africa. The second wow. one's really a water improvement project uh, about 30, 40 miles away. Uh, so that's the, the kind of the water part of it. The housing part is really what has kind of grabbed my attention. Okay. We now have nearly 400 houses in Guyana, South America, Guatemala, and Haiti combined, and four schools. Judy was a teacher, so we have to have a school there. That yeah, trained. that's good. She's probably schooled you a few times. Okay. Yes, but we've been very fortunate, very blessed in many ways. But I can tell you without a doubt, by far, the most gratifying thing I've done in my life is to work with those people down in Guyana, nice. many of whom have never lived in a house or really lived in a house before and providing them a house. They're the most grateful people for what we do for them that you can ever imagine. And Judy has a great story that if you would tell about the driver. Well, I only have gone down to Guyana one time and uh, because I had some illness problems, some problem, health problems that the, uh, my doctor said you should not go. But I did go this one particular time. And when we got there, the normal food for the poor driver was not there. Okay. So a substitute was there. And we had to go across this huge river to get to our, the place where the uh, site was. And when we came back across the river, we were, Jerry and I were standing on the side and he, he said, uh, I, I, want, I wanted to take this job today because I wanted to meet the people that cared enough about my people that they would help us in the way. Nice. You know. Well, you know what? Maybe the entrepreneurial lesson here, you're being a philanthropist, of course, too, is stop and have a conversation. One person, it doesn't matter their position in the, in the world. They can impact our heart and prompt our minds, right? You are so right. Yeah. Now, another component of your foundation woof, 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 is uh, helping uh, with pet therapy. And gosh, guys, do you think people are a little ah, because of the pandemic? Do you think uh, dogs do a body good? Well, we definitely do. We have our hearts have been warmed time after time because of the stories that the people that take their dog into hospice or to hospitals or around children or whatever. That's what we do with my doggie and cat. 
And this, uh, the one story was about Bobby. Bobby was a Sheltie, I think, yeah. and oh. so wonderful, wonderful dog, so precious. Beautiful. And her and her companion was Jim. And Jim went to she and Jim went to sites thirty times a month. Wow. One particular time, there was a seventeen-year-old girl. They said, "Please come and bring Bobby because she." has cancer and she does not want to live whatsoever and she hardly even noticed them when they came in the room and jim said bobby get up here on the bed by her so bobby snuggled in next to her and they made other visits after that but the girl overcame cancer she wanted to get well and now she wants to go into some kind of pet care for herself to help pets wow i mean it takes a special dog a special cat or and a person to do that and uh, as I mentioned, Kona and Casey and I, they are certified therapy pets. And it it's pretty neat to see smiles on faces when a cat's rolling in on a stroller with a cowboy hat on. Right. <laughs> and you tell everybody your dog's name is Ice Cream Kona. But uh, I don't know. I just, the, the power of the paw, right, guys? I'll tell you how we got started in pet therapy. My father had hip problems and spent the last year and a half of his life basically in a nursing home. Okay. And, uh, you know, he, he was basically confined to that wheelchair. And I had a, a cousin that was the head nurse at the nursing home. And I called her one day and I said, hey, I'm going to be coming down to see dad. You think I could bring Max along? He was our 125-pound greater foot dog. Just a little guy. Yeah. And I talked her into it. She said, okay, I'll let you bring him, but I might kick you out. So I went down, had uh, Max on the lead. I walked in. My dad was out in the hallway waiting. And I talked with him for a minute or two, and I said, hey, Dad, you want to go for a little ride and let uh, Max pull you around? He said, sure. So I just handed him Max's lead. I kind of walked beside him. Every person that was sitting in the hallway wanted to pet the dog. And my dad was happy as could be to see a dog. And Marianne, my cousin, called me about a week later. She said, you know, you had a real impact. Uh, on people here. He, she said, we had a lady here who hasn't spoken a word wow. for many months. She has been talking all week about the big black dog that was here. That was the impact. I said, we need to, to follow up and do something in this pet therapy. Well, work. I'm really happy and I'm glad your foundation is doing that. We have a little bit of time left. I know we spoke about Ivan and Katie as kind of your inspiration dogs. Who's your current four-legger now? What's this dog like? Well, our Joe's dog, Dooley, died in August. Uh, and so we said, we can't get another dog. I said, Joe, you know, we always get big dogs. Can't we try a little one? And so a friend of ours, Geraldine Kata, said, yeah, I'll help you with a little dog. So we got a Havishan. What's a Havishan? I kind of know, but tell people. It's what's a Havishan is Bentley's father is Havanese. Okay. And his mother is a Bashan. Okay. And an employee has his older brother from another litter. And I fell in love with Zeke. And so I, I said, well, we need to find a dog like this. Well, Bentley is so sweet and wants to please us and just fun to be around. And Joe's like, I don't want a little dog, but that dog loves Joe so much. And is all around his neck and sits on him. How much does Bentley weigh? 10 pounds. Oh, rocking. You guys normally have dogs that weighed like what? Above 100, 60, about 100? 100? About 100 pounds. You got a little pocket pal there, Joe. Yeah, yeah. 
And he loves Joe a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, he comes screaming to the door when I come home in the evenings uh, wanting to get played with. So. <laughs> well, I think you, there's another lesson there. It's not the size of the dog. It's the, the size, size of, the, of heart. the heart of the dog. Yeah. yeah. So what would be, uh, before we leave, you're in, inducted in the Hall of Fame, um, move over NFL. You know, you're yeah. in the Kansas City <laughs> area. You have, a, I hope you like the, the Chiefs. I don't know. This oh, yeah, I think you could get a yell out of all. Oh, okay, because I'm an ex-sports writer and I've covered a couple Super Bowls and I'm like, I was so loyal to the San Diego Chargers and they moved to L.A. and nobody there even knew they were playing a home game. But boy, Patrick M., he is the man. He throws a ball. He looks right at the person and goes that way. <laughs> <laughs> he is so fun to watch. So um, what's up for you guys? What are a couple of tips before we leave that you might want to share? Because you know, it's nice to be both a student and a teacher, I think. And the day you stop being both is probably the day you shouldn't be teaching, right? Well, I, I would say uh, several things, Arden. One, the number one disease of dogs is gum disease. So my problem is let's do something about yeah. that. The biggest nutritional issue of dogs is obesity. We yep. have virtually no starch or carbohydrates in yummy cones mm -hmm. because of that. I'm going to try suggest, it right now. <laughs> we suggest that when people are treating with yummy cones, they cut back on their diet about 10% or yeah. with any treat. You can get yeah. the dog overweight by giving them too many treats. The third thing is a safety issue. And how do you deal with safety? And I think what we've done is pretty, pretty darn innovative. I'd say the fourth thing is, when you look at a package, dog food or dog treats, look for validation of the claims. Yeah, you know, yeah. anybody can say this is a dental product, this is a nutritional product, but is there science behind it? Is there testing behind it? We recently did a study down at Texas A&M University with a group of vet students, and I have not seen where anybody has ever done this kind of a study before. We took dogs with totally dirty teeth, just off the street, basically. And yeah. we said, give them a yummy comb for 60 days. Look at their teeth before you start and score them, score them halfway through, score them at the end again. And with nothing more than chewing yummy combs for 60 days, we decreased the calculus tartar buildup on the teeth by 35%. And wow. we improved their breath 45% on air. Well, you know what, guys, Dr. Joe and Judy Ratley, they're making doggy kisses tolerable. <laughs> and I do believe being down in the mouth is a good thing for pet parents to be because not only could it be something in the gums, in the teeth, it could be an organ in the body that's not doing so hot. And you're getting that backdraft odor that you should never ignore, right? If you ignore it, the problem will get worse. Right. Right. We need to always remember to take care of people and love our pets. I like it. I like it. So what do you guys do for fun when you're not saving the world and saving dogs? I, I heard you're pretty good at board games and uh, things like that. But uh, any anything that might surprise people to know about the Ratleys that can be said on a, a radio show? Well, we do like to travel when it's safe. When we feel yeah, like it can be safe. Well, we do play board games and cards. Uh, I grew up a pinochle player. And okay. if you know anything about pinochle or cards, pinochle deck has only ace, 10, king, queen, jack, and nine, but there's two of each. So you got 48 cards in a deck. Okay. And we were playing with a cousin of mine or cousin and his wife a few weeks back. And Judy picks up her hand and has 
every single solitary heart in the deck in her hand. Did you buy a lottery ticket? I thought they were playing a trick on me. And I said, this is silly. Look at this. And they all went, what? <laughs> They'd never seen it. Neither had I. Wow. Well, I do appreciate you guys both being on our show, guys. They have created many things. They are helping people and pets literally all over the globe. I want you to go check out PetsBestLife.com. That's PetsBestLife.com and Yummy Combs. I'm so glad the both of you could be on our show. I hope you had a good time. It was fun, Arden. Thanks for asking us. Yeah. Thanks for making it fun. All right, guys. And at this time, I also want to do a shout out to our executive producer. He is Mark Winter. I call him the surgeon of sound. He is the executive director for all the shows on Pet Life Radio. We are the number one pet podcast network on the planet. And humbly, Obehave has been the longest running pet podcast. We started in 2007, uh, right after a couple years after you sold greenies or whatever, when you sold them. But we do appreciate guests like Joe and Judy on our show. And I do appreciate Mark. He's my radio husband. So guys, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave coast to coast and around the world it's all behave with arden moore find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in rin tin tinseltown from famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars you'll get great tail wagging pet tips and have a fur flying fun time all behave with america's pet edutainer arden moore every week on demand only on petliferadio.com